1: Troy Luff joins us, who played in an AFL Grand Final against the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Luffy, good morning, mate. You've demanded that your first guest on the show, <laughs> you've you've bumped Tony Clark off the perch. Good morning, mate, and how are you feeling on Grand Final day? Uh,
2: good morning, guys. Well, it is the most important sporting game of the year in Australia. It uh, supersedes any mm. other sporting contest, as we know. So why shouldn't I be first? <laughs>
0: yeah, but, you're um, right. Mate. It is the most uh, important thing this weekend, anyway.
2: Oh look, it, it is. I mean. We've only got to look at the crowds that go and watch AFL under normal circumstances compared to other sports in Australia, the television audience mm. worldwide, how many people there watch it. It's number one, as we know. But uh, and, you, and you mentioned yeah. Steve in Perth for the first time and hopefully the last time as well. Um, he's, I, I, That's I've that it's
1: gorgeous. Luffy's been beating the same drum for over a decade with us, hasn't he? Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, about the crowds and all those things and whatever. But, you know, it's the same old, same old. They are facts. We know. Luffy, how's it going to play out today, mate? How is it going to play out? The Melbourne Demons, 57 year drought. The Bulldogs had a big drought prior to 2016 when they took out the Premiership. Um, Two teams that are very, very well supported. Um, Which way are you leaning, my friend?
2: Uh, it's going to be a fantastic game, and to well, realistically, they were probably number one and two for the year, and the the Bulldogs stuffed up a little yep. bit coming the end of the year, and and it was basically the minimal amount of percentage that kept them out of the top four. And I think the you look at the the, the sides that they both are going to field today; they are so even, and we've had a very lopsided finals campaign. There's been a couple of close games, but generally there've been floggings, and. We saw last week just how well um, you know the Western Bulldogs can play against any opposition in Adelaide. They absolutely belted them. And I think the game itself today, it, it should be even. There's there's no doubt across the board it should be even. And if you ask what, what I think, I just think Melbourne, they, they've been up there all year. A lot of the other top teams have faltered throughout the season, whereas Melbourne, they haven't. They've just been solid. They've, they've got... Probably the best midfield in the competition. And uh, I, I think if you look at the Brandlain medal, it, it showed that with Petrarca and Oliver taking so many votes off each other and, and both of them polling so well. Um, and that not to take away, obviously, from Marcus Bontempelli, I, mm-hmm. I just think that the, the, they, they play similar styles of football. And Melbourne, they they are the tough nuts. You know, they get the hard ball, they run and run and run and I think that may be the difference today.
1: Uh, Luffy, one of the key inns uh, for the doggies, uh, I love the way this young guy plays, Cody Waitman is back in.
2: No, he is and, and you've got to feel stiff for a couple of the players that were left out of the side but just uh, just the way he attacks the ball and he's, he's a fantastic mark, he can take a grab as we saw just before he got injured and I think it, it would have been a tough decision to leave him out, um, and Keith also comes into the side, so two changes. Um, and I, I think the, the the jack in the box of of a couple of the players, Bailey Smith, for one, for me, who has surprised a lot of people this year. He's he's gone about his business in just such a I don't know a nonchalant fashion, and has got better and better as the years gone on. And often a lot of these young guys, when it comes finals time they they falter they, they just haven't got the experience whereas bailey smith he's proved everyone wrong not only just kicking goals like week after week but just the amount of possessions he's gaining and he he may be a little bit of a a little bit of a smoky for the norm smith for me today
1: Mm. Hey, Luffy, uh, next question's coming from Jess Grimwood, but I'm not sure that you'd know that with uh, Baddow Bay AFL Club, which is yeah, just a couple of minutes <laughs> away, she was the best and fairest player at Baddow Bay uh, in 2020. Come on, Steve. <laughs> what was she known as? It was the Bulldog? or? <laughs> oh, I think she was known as Grimmer. All
0: Gr- oh, right. No, what, hasn't you, what, you referred to her as something the other oh, day. Oh,
1: Kamikaze. Oh, Kamikaze. right? Gotcha. Well, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Luffy, don't listen to them. I want to take it back to the conversation about the grand final there. I mean, that up the Stadium is incredible.
1: What do you think is going to be the chant? Are they going to be more Dees fans or are they going to be bulldog heavy in that um, spot over there for the grand final?
2: I think being in Western Australia, there's only a small following for either side. Like, in, in all interstate clubs, they have small followings. The Swans have a small following in Perth. So it's just going to be basically footy fans going to watch the game. I, I, I think if you went and counted, of the 60,000 people, how many are actually Melbourne or Western Bulldogs supporters? I think there'd be 10,000, as in 5,000 mm. of each, that'd be it. I think the rest are just going to be supporting football and, and everyone will walk in going, right I'm going to pick Melbourne or I'm going to pick the Bulldogs so I wouldn't be surprised if it's just 50-50. I just think <laughs> there's going to be that many people at the, at the game just to support footy and, and for the opportunity to see a grand final. Tickets were snapped up in a flash once all the members bought their tickets, I think it was seven minutes that the remaining 20-odd wow. thousand tickets were sold. And, uh, you know, and, and that's how much they love footy in Perth, just as much as they do in Melbourne and just as much as they do in Adelaide. And, you know, if, if, the, if the ground held 150,000 people, they'd fill it today, just like they would in Melbourne if they had a, you know, 150,000 ground stadium. It, it'd fill without a problem.
1: Hey, Luffy, have you got thoughts on a week off after the prelims uh, because there's been a lot said about that. And also I want to get your thoughts on Norm Smith medalist Joe who who uh, has retained his spot. I mean, he was on the fringe, wasn't he? But, uh, boy, I mean, you know, he was a superstar when they won the flag in 2016 and uh, gets another chance in 2021.
2: Yeah, no, I think with Jason johannesson that a couple of years ago, especially, especially when they won their last premiership, he was one of their key players and he has been for such a long time. But this year, he's been overtaken by a lot of other players in similar positions, and, and that happens. You know, you, you can't remain on top forever, and and he's. I, I believe that he has kept his uh, spot in the side because of who he is, not because of his form. And I think he's got finals form uh, in the past, and I think the coach would have looked at that and, and thought, you know what, we need that experience. And, and look, I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be his last game. I think players... Like that would would rather go out on a high, if whether it's a win or a loss, you know, to to go out at the ultimate game rather than just drag on and and be dropped in the side and then end up having to retire. And so I think, yeah, he'll go well. And what was the first question Steve you asked two in a two in a row there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first question remember? was, uh, what are your thoughts about that that week off? Because it means oh, the uh, D's yeah. have played one game in a month.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, Normally, it's at the end of the season. So they've had to adjust things because of COVID. Now, if they didn't have the two weeks off, the players may not have fulfilled their quarantine obligations. That is what it was for. So can you imagine if they played in Brisbane? Okay, just, just an example. They, they, the prelim was in Brisbane. The Brisbane Lions won. Now, if you travel to Perth from Brisbane, you, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So if they played a prelim in Brisbane the week before the grand final, that meant that after the grand final, the Brisbane players would still be in quarantine. And so can you imagine winning a grand final and you have to spend it in your hotel with only your teammates? So that is why they had the the buy before the grand final. Normally it's at the end of the year, which I totally agree with there.
0: Uh, Luffy, I want to touch on this earlier this week. Port Adelaide superstar Ollie Wines wins the uh, Brownlow medal with a record count. Your thoughts?
2: Oh, what an amazing count it was. And, and well done to the AFL. They actually shortened it. Normally, you're dragging on to about 11 o'clock at night before you get to get to the winner. But they, it was just after 10 o'clock. And um, they, they raced through it. They did a fantastic job to have four players poll 30 or more votes is obviously history-breaking to start with, but it just shows that some of these players were so good throughout the whole year. So any of those four players would have normally won the Brownlow. And Ollie Wines, who finished off with two and one votes in the last couple of rounds to to, to finish off a fantastic... You know, I, I personally wouldn't, wouldn't have thought he had that good a year, but it goes to show that if you dominate in a side, as he did that you're the one that gets most of the votes whereas you look at Melbourne with Petrarca and Oliver and obviously Max Gorn, is they didn't they, they all dominated but you can't yeah. give them all three votes and so that was the difference um, same with, with the Western Bulldogs Marcus Bontempelli who dominated, there were other players like McRae that would poll votes here and there but he was the dominant player so yeah, it, would look, it was a fantastic night well done to Ollie Wines
1: Hey, uh, we're going to get your tip in a moment, who you th- think we'll win this one but i've just found this on a website about troy luff extreme (laughs) possibly eccentric probably uh having worn jumper or guernsey number 57 in the reserves the tall blonde utility was given guernsey number 34 when promoted to the seniors and despite being asked a couple of times to move lower in the numbers he refused it was like this is me I'm going to be Guernsey number 34. I wasn't going to give it up. I mean, who writes this stuff, Luffy?
2: Uh, someone that knows a lot about footy, obviously. So, <laughs> and what about me? But, look, I, I, and it, on that, I did get asked many times to change my number. Uh, I, was, I was offered number two, which was my actual um, number at Nelson Bay for the Marlins there, and I was tempted. But, you know what, It's that was my jumper. That was... You know, that number is on the locker, number 34, with my name underneath it. Now, if I changed it, it's not the same. You don't play Mm. all those games in the one number. And that was my first game, and that was my last game, and I'm still wearing it today... You know, for the last 30-odd years, I'm still wearing the same number. And now
1: yeah. my... I can I can tell you, I've got a couple of numbers that, uh, you know, were super special to me. Started mm. in four, played in six in a grand final side, undefeated season. I wore 16 for a couple of years at senior level and then finished in nine. So it's a bit of a superstition. And sometimes there's a fight at club level. Yeah, over the numbers. Who, yeah, what yeah. are you, Grimmer?
2: Ooh, number seven if I can, but most of the time, number 10 for better.
0: How does it work, Luffy, when you get to a club? Do they just designate you a number or do you get to the option at various stages?
2: Well, at AFL level is when you first turn up, obviously the players maintain their same numbers mostly throughout their whole career. And Mm. you just have to whatever's available. So if if number 28 is available and, and, you know, okay, we'll give you number 28. When you're a high-profile player coming to a club... Like, as in, just say you're a, you're a, an Isaac Heaney. Now, he was given a low number straight away because they could see his potential. You know, they're not going to give him a number 48 and then two <laughs> years later he might change to number five. You know, um, same with Keller Mills. He wears number 14. Now, that's the most famous number throughout Swan's history. Bobby Skilt and Paul Kelly, both Brownlow medalists. So mm. he was given that number knowing he has the potential, you know, to be a, a gun player, and that's what he is. So... You know, a lot of it you don't get a choice, um, but you also do get offered numbers. Now, when you're talking about local footy, like even at my club, you know, our Division One, there's only two players that actually retain the same number every game every year. I have to get my jumper specially made because I'm not wearing any other number. Whereas, whereas most blokes just turn up and grab a number out of bag and don't really care.
1: Yeah, well, when I played in the Ovens of Murray, here's an example. Uh, So I was 18 years old and, uh, you know, playing with the famous Aubrey Tigers. I think I was number 42. I'd have to go back. I've still got the the Guernsey. Still fits. Gets over the top of the rig (laughs) as we know it now. Luffy, uh, who wins? Who wins tonight in the West? And uh, what a fantastic game it's going to be.
2: Look, I think I'm going to go for Melbourne like. As I mentioned last week, there's not many clubs now that have long droughts for grand finals. And if Melbourne win, it's going to only lead St Kilda. They're, they're one and only premiership in 1966. People people forget that Melbourne dominated back in the 60s and 50s. They won six out of 10 grand finals. They've won 12 grand finals mm. in total. But they've only played in, in I mean, 2000 was their last grand final. They got absolutely belted. I think mean, Melbourne's defence, with May and Lever. They're very good at intercept marks. They haven't got a strong forward line, the Bulldogs. Norton obviously is fantastic down there, but I just think the defense of Melbourne will cut out um, their forwards. Fritch and McDonald up forward. I think uh, Ben Brown is a concern for me in a finals game, but he's only got to bob up with a couple. So I, I, I think Melbourne. I, I really do think Melbourne. I think Bailey Smith is my little smoky for the for the Norm Smith. Um, he, I actually read this morning that he's got the third most followers on Instagram. He's got 280,000 followers on Instagram behind Dusty wow. yeah. Martin and Buddy, Buddy Franklin. Like, it's unbelievable. And if you ever look at him, he's, he's ripped. He's got a rig. And one thing I hope we don't see is what Basil Zemplis suggested was the crowd to stand up and applaud for a minute for all us states... In lockdown, that is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. We, are, we, we want to shove it up. We want to shove it up, Mark McGowan, as it is for being an arrogant premier, but for Basil Zempilas, the mayor, to get there, it's
1: so condescending, if you ask me. Gee, don't hold back, Luffy. Hey, let's rise as one. Stand, we, don't talk, we don't talk politics here, mate. No, no we do not on, on this show because Steve O's wanted to tee off a couple of times. Mm. Uh, but uh, well done, Luffy. Thanks so much for everything you've done. Uh, look forward to catching up, you ca- catching up with you at Star of the Sea, the five-star resort, when you're up here for an extended break, courtesy of Michael Butner.
2: i will the it that in 2023. Don't worry about that. So. <laughs> yeah. Have a, Troy have a great, great train final day, and go the storm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Troy Luff joining us, superstar.